Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir over all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. The word of the Lord from Hebrews chapter one, verses one through three. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to the opening words of the book of Hebrews. If you don't have one with you, that's okay. We'll be having some slides on the screens, uh, but that's where we're gonna be camping out mostly this morning. We are in week three of our Rooted series, and our, our question that's gonna drive our thoughts and our attention this morning, and for those of you who are in a Rooted group or have been following along with your book, the question that's been uh, hopefully just permeating your heart and mind this week is, how does God speak to us? How does God speak to us? David was with us last week and, and talked about who is God and uh, definitely threw me under the bus a little bit. So before we go any further, David, I know you're there upstairs. Um, we just need to set the record straight. That is what happened. <laughs> I, I was signed up for that topic and then I really wanted to switch. <laughs> And, and so I went to David, it was an open-ended, it was a question, I knew he was such a, a great guy that he'd be willing to switch me up. It was either that he's such a great guy or he just can't say no, as we learned last week through the rockin' mullet and uh, little motorcycle there. So, uh, David, you had to know, if, if you're gonna rag on yourself, I'm just gonna bring it back up the next week. I don't have any material, I'm not that funny, so I'm just gonna reuse and Sorry, Michael, I'm not gonna make fun of myself. You're just gonna have to come up with your own stuff next week. I know better than that. <laughs> we, we give each other a hard time. But this week, the question is, how does God speak to us? And I love that question. But I know that before we can even answer that question, we have to deal with the facts. We have to first uh, unpack the truth a little bit. And the truth is that God speaks. Amen. That God speaks. If we're trying to talk about how does God speak to us, first we must understand, recognize, learn to hear the fact that God speaks. And this is a simple statement, but it's one that requires our attention, our adoration, and our worship this morning, the fact that God speaks. The author of Hebrews tells us that long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But did you know that even before God spoke to the prophets, even before humanity was created, even before mankind was established, before the foundation of eternity, God is a God who speaks. If you flip to the first page in your Bible, you're gonna find Genesis 1 that describes at the beginning, 
this, this darkness, this, this chaos, this, this empty nothingness. And what does God do? God speaks. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. The agent of creation was God's spoken word. God could have created the universe in any way he desired, but yet God is a God who speaks, and so God spoke, and it came to be, and God saw that it was good. Our rooted reflections for week two were a lot about creation, and, and, and I loved it because we tend to, to miss this sometimes, that it is good, We tend to blame God for our problems. We tend to be frustrated at him when things don't go our way, when we recognize that the world is in fact broken and we think, God, what in the world are you doing? But the beginning of the story teaches the truth that when God speaks, it is good. When God speaks, it is good. Centuries later, King David is, is reflecting on this, this creation majesty. And he, he pins this prayer that we now call Psalm 29 that, that Taylor um, helped open our, our service with. And, and, and this is what he says, speaking about uh, the, the creation and, and God's voice, God speaking. He says this, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. And then he says this, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. When God speaks, it is powerful. David talks about the voice of the Lord later in this psalm, shaking the wilderness, breaking the strong, mighty cedars. These things that to human beings, these trees that are hundreds of years old that seem unshakable and the mere breath of God just shakes them to its core. The very earth reels and rocks at the voice of the Lord. Friends, when God speaks, it is powerful. When God speaks, it is good. And when God speaks, it is powerful. Centuries after this, the nation of Israel's idolatry was finally revealed and finally realized, and God finally had to lend them over to the hands of their captors, not because God was a sham, but because their false religion was a sham, and they needed to know it. And the prophet Isaiah's voice from the dark and lonely halls of exile speaks this word who's really God's voice through the mouthpiece of Isaiah and this is what he says about God's word about when God speaks he says for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there they don't just bounce back but it waters the earth making it bring forth and sprout giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater the Lord says so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. 
from the dark and lonely halls of doom and gloom when it felt like God had forsaken his people, forsaken his covenant, forsaken his word. God says, hold on, friends. When God speaks, it is completed. When God speaks, it is completed. So God speaks, and when God speaks, it is good. And when God speaks, it is powerful. And when God speaks, it is completed. No ifs, ands, ors, or buts. And the author of Hebrews tells us that that God speaks through the prophets. And we have the testimony of the prophets here in Scripture, and not just prophets. We have poets, historians, storytellers, letter writers, dialogue, engagement. We have the full testimony of God's word right here in front of us. God has spoken. And God has moved through his Holy Spirit to preserve these precious writings and to have them translated into the English language so that we can sit anywhere, even from our phones, and engage with the word of God. That is a blessing. That is a gift. And you know what? God doesn't only speak through scripture. God doesn't only speak through divine revelation, we would call it. God also speaks through his creation. If God spoke and the universe came into being, and if God speaks and upholds the universe by the word of his power, it stands to reason that we could understand more of who God is by looking at what God has made, does it not? And scripture attests to this. Psalm 19, starting in verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. God gave his creation a voice and it testifies to who he is, that he is good, that he is powerful, and that he will complete what he says he will complete. So all this begs the question, If I may be blunt, if God speaks, if God speaks, why aren't we listening? If God speaks, why aren't we listening? See, sometimes we treat prayer Excuse me. We treat God as the hotel host at the Holiday Inn, and we treat prayer like that old school phone with the cord that's in between the beds. The host is absent, irrelevant. You don't think about them. In fact, it's their job to stay out of the way until you need them. One. Hey, uh, I'm going to need some shaving cream. I left that at home. I'm gonna need my bed clean tomorrow. Can you give me a wake-up call at 6.30? Yeah, 6.30 a.m. And uh, you got any specials on room service? A 
completely absent, completely out of the way, completely silent, completely voiceless until there is a need. Now, I must confess, friends, that sometimes I treat God like that. I, tr- I, I act, I pray, I respond as if God is not speaking unless I initiate the conversation. Hey, God, can I have... And not that, our not, not that our wants are bad. God loves to give good gifts to his children. He desires to give us the desires of our heart, especially when the desire of our heart is him and him alone. He loves that. So don't, don't hear me wrong. I'm just saying, if God's already speaking, why don't we do a lot more listening? A second truth about God speaking that I, I hope will help spurn us towards a more holistic view of, of prayer is this simple fact. God speaks because God loves. God speaks because God loves. We've established that God speaks since the dawn of eternity, but have you ever wondered why God speaks? Why does he put forth the effort to speak? Well, it's the same reason that any of us ever speak. We speak for communication. And we communicate for relationship. We speak because we love. We speak because we desire to be loved. We speak for intimacy, do we not? The only reason communication exists is because relationship exists. Eugene Peterson puts it this way, one of my favorite poets, pastors, authors. He says, language in its origin And at its best is the means by which one person draws another person into a participating relationship. God speaks, declaring his creation and his salvation so that we might believe. That is, trustingly participate in his creation of us, his salvation of us. The intent of revelation is not to inform us about God, but to involve us in God. That's why God speaks. That's why God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. That's why God created us and breathed the breath of life into our lungs because he desired intimacy, he desired relationship with us. It's not like God was lonely. He was in perfect community within himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not like he needed anything. It's not like he was overwhelmed by the vastness of creation and and needed humans' help to name all the animals. He is perfectly sufficient within himself. It's not like he needs us to accomplish anything. He's God, friends. You are here because God loves you. And God speaks because he loves. Jeremiah 31 says this, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Isn't that so simple and yet so beautiful? That the foundational fact of all existence is God's love for us. And oh that, <laughs> oh, that we may be the type of people that receives this and understands this and and locks it in the 18 inches from our head to our heart that it may sink in that God 
loves me. God has proven his love for us, not just through the speaking, not just through the speaking of old and the testimony that we have in Scripture. God has proven his love for us through the incarnation of his son, Jesus. Hebrews 1 says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, and everyone's ears started burning, <laughs> in these last days, God has spoken to us by his son. Don't miss this, that God speaks to me, that God speaks to you. And I don't want you to think, okay, yeah, God speaks to us. I don't want you to think God speaks to you. I want you to write down in your notes if you're taking notes, God speaks to me, period. Because if I can confess a little bit, sometimes this is where I get tripped up. I don't have any trouble believing that God spoke. And I don't have any trouble believing that God speaks today. But doggone it, if it doesn't feel sometimes like God doesn't speak to me. If you can relate, hang with me. My, I come from a, an awesome family of believers, and, and my aunt dreams dreams and, and sees visions from God regularly. And I think that's awesome. And, and some of you probably have a similar experience. I, I, I haven't dreamed a dream from God. I haven't seen visions from God. People testify a lot that within their story, they heard the audible voice of God, like with their physical ears, speak. And they responded. I, I haven't heard that. And we can be so prone... To, to spending time in scripture, to, to spending time in prayer and just saying, God, why aren't you speaking? Is there something wrong with me? Or is there something wrong with you? And I tend to go the first option, think that there's something wrong with me, that my posture is not good enough, that my attention is not steadfast enough, that I, I have done enough wrong things, that, I, that I, I get into this cycle that I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing it right, and that's why I'm not hearing from God. Friends, if you're hearing those same lies, cast it out right now in the name of Jesus. That's from the pit of hell. Because God speaks to you. I know he does. And if you'll bear with me, with, with enough faith in what you hope, that there is a God, king of the universe, and that he does care enough about you to speak to you. Would you hang with me? I'm gonna talk about some reasons why sometimes we believe that God doesn't speak to us and hopefully refute them. The first one is simply this, we're impatient. We strongly overestimate what can happen in 10 minutes of prayer. And we grossly underestimate what can happen in 10 years of prayer. 
Do you get what I mean? We, we, we expect to sit with God and have the very heavens opened up before us like a sheet and, and to see his glory. And when we don't, we think there's something wrong with us or something wrong with him, but we neglect to understand that when we point our life in a direction, a long obedience in the same direction, for that for the rest of our lives, we will be living a life of prayer that God will do tremendous work in us. And those of us who have been on that path can testify, can you not, that God speaks. It's not always instant. But God speaks. So I challenge you to not take your pie chart of your life and offer a sliver of it towards prayer. But instead let prayer permeate your entire existence and see what God will speak over the course of your lifetime as you grow in the riches and fullness of God. Another reason that we're tempted to believe that God doesn't speak, and I use that word tempted very literally, we are tempted by the devil himself to believe that God doesn't speak to us or to just hold this view that that God speaks abstractly to humanity, but for some reason I'm missing out on the action. It's because we have the wrong expectations sometimes. It's because we expect the earth to reel and rock as, as it does and as scripture testifies to it and as God has absolutely the power and the authority to do so. But friends, he's God. We're not. He can speak however he wants to. It's up to us to listen. I may want him <laughs> to give me a vision, something that I can hang on to for the rest of my life. Like, I remember this. He doesn't have to do that. It's up to me to listen. God moves in such mysterious ways and it's often when, I, when I'm not expecting it and in the most simple ways that God speaks to me. Let me give you a brief example, just as a, a, a brief story. I was at Johnson College years, busiest semester of, of my college years. Um, and looking back, it's funny that I thought I was busy in college. <laughs> um, Every day, I went down to the riverside. There's a French Broad River flows behind campus, beautiful spot. And every day, I'd spend 15 minutes down there. I would just sit. I wouldn't speak much. I would just sit. And God spoke so much to me in that time. My old phone was just filled with notes. I, I called it Lessons from the River. Um, and there was one day in particular where the, the fish were particularly active and, and playful, and they were, I just was watching, and, and one just jumped out of the water, and I got to see it, you know, when, when your eyes are in the right place at the right time, and, and you just witness. Uh, it was just a fish. It was just doing what it was created to do. But God spoke in that moment, and I was like, man, that fish, that fish is just playing. It's just doing what it was made to do. And God said, again, not with an audible voice, not like, not like with the thunder that we hear of and that is absolutely valid and that God absolutely does, but, but to me, often, it, it just doesn't come that way. But it was, it was so meaningful and powerful, but yet simple in that moment when God said, I made you to play too. And Lord knows that stressed out Nate needs to hear that. <laughs> I made you to play. 
have fun. Honor me, have fun. It's often simple. And we often hear grandiose stories and expect something and we don't get it and we feel like something's wrong with us or with God, but I assure you that God speaks. Here's the final reason why often we don't hear God. It's simply this, we're not listening. We think that prayer is when we talk. We think that prayer is when we think. (laughs) Prayer is dialogue with God. It's communication, it's interaction, it's relationship, and God speaks. We just need to listen sometimes. And yet we pick up the phone and just start gabbing. (laughs) And when we're done talking, we hang it up. Do you have any friends like that? I do. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating when, when someone just gabs, 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 and I have something to say, I have something on my heart, but they don't give me a chance to speak. Reminds me of Foghorn Leghorn sometimes. Any Foghorn Leghorn fans know what I'm talking about at all? A kid don't quit gabbing so much, he'll get his tongue sunburned. Yeah, yeah, thank you, like the three of you that know what I'm talking about. Uh, we, <laughs> God speaks, friends. God speaks. God speaks to you. God speaks to me. And when God speaks, it is good. And when God speaks, it is powerful. And when God speaks, it is complete. We just need to listen. I'm not here to shame you. My desire is to conjure up a fire in awe of God and all his beauty and a simpleness enough to recognize who he is and who we are and to listen. In these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. We know that Christ came, that Christ died, that Christ was buried, that Christ was uh, crucified, was buried, was resurrected from the dead. We know that through his life, death, and resurrection and through our death and resurrection with him through the waters of baptism, we receive the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. We know that God speaks. We know that God is within us, closer than our own very breath. 1 Corinthians 3 says this. Paul says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Friends, God is not distant. God is not silent. God is within those who believe in him and confess his name and identified with Christ's death and resurrection. He has moved so close to us. And sometimes we just need to listen. The band's gonna come up and we're gonna worship together. And in this time, I want you to know that you're invited. <laughs> that this whole God speaking thing, if, if you're sitting thinking that's just too good to be true, if you've been around this stuff your whole life and just haven't experienced it, you're invited. God is speaking. And God is speaking to you. And he's yearning for us to listen. You're invited to come. We'll have some staff and some elders up here. Um, If you've never received Christ for the first time, if you don't have God's spirit dwelling within you and that's something you're interested in, come talk to us. The water's warm. 
we'll have some folks up here to talk. If you, if you just need to come up to these steps and just kneel and just hear him, that's, that's open too. Would you pray with me? So speak, Lord. And teach us to listen. We want you. We need you. We love you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.